Amen. Thank you guys for being here. Those of you that are watching online right now, I know that a lot of our families are are traveling and, and on spring break. And so we hope that you guys have a blessed and restful uh, time away and that you make some incredible memories with your family. Just a shout out real quickly to the Hill Student Ministry. Uh, they had a, a service day on our campus yesterday and, and I don't know, the campus just looks a lot better. This place was looking like a rat hole. It really was. That's ridiculous. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but but, but our, our student... Our students showed up yesterday, and, and, and they worked. You know, it's kind of like a sweatshop yesterday, just slave labor. We work them. And so uh, I just want you parents to know that if your kids are looking for something to do over spring break, have them go in the yard and pull the weed because I saw them yesterday, and they can pull weeds. Amen? It is good. They can spread gravel. They can spread mulch. That's what I'm talking about, right? Amen. Make it happen. But thank you, Hill, Hill Student Ministry. <clears throat> for all of your work around campus. Easter is going to be awesome, and we're excited about today. You know God's going to show up over the next three weeks, though. He's going to do something really special and awesome. Last week, we introduced a new series entitled Make Room. Uh, the challenge for us over the next three weeks now is for us to create some space in our lives, in our schedules, for God to show up and do something awesome. Last week we launched this series. We told you that, that this is going to be a series about what I believe is, is one of the most neglected spiritual disciplines in our arsenal of weapons today as believers. The most neglected discipline, I believe, is that of fasting, spiritual fasting. And we discovered last week that biblical fasting is it's, it's refraining from food for a spiritual purpose. Listen, fasting is not dieting, but fasting is about quieting our souls, quieting our spirit so that we can hear from God. Anybody want to hear from your creator? And listen, we believe that as we slow down, as we dethrone King's stomach, as we open up our lives to God, here's what's going to happen. He's going to rain down, say rain. He's going to rain down and pour out blessings and anointing and favor, maybe like you've never experienced it before. Who wouldn't want some of that? Who would not want the favor and the anointing and the blessing of God? Anybody got too much of it and you're done? No, we want to continue to drink, don't we, and soak him in. Now, I gave you a heads up last week. For those of you that are guests today or those of you that missed last Sunday, um, uh, I want to apologize right now <clears throat> because here's the deal today, and I warned everyone last week. Today, I'm calling all of us to participate in a 21-day fast. If you want to leave right now, feel free to go ahead and go. Turn off the computer you're watching us on or whatever. I, I'm calling all of us to participate in a 21-day in a fast, seeking God as a church body. And I believe that if we will do this collectively, we will see God do even greater and mightier things in us, right? Some of you just freaked out, right? And, and, and you're checked out right now. Just, just hang in there with me. Because I believe that as you make room, as you, as you set out to dethrone King's stomach, and carve out time and tune in for God, you're going to experience him in ways 
that you've never experienced him before. Now, I know what you're saying to yourself right now. Self, I can't do this. And you know what? You're absolutely right. You can't do this, but God can. Oh, come on, somebody. You better talk back to me. Don't be mad you didn't set your alarms the right ways. You can't do what we're about to lay out for you, but God can do it. You see, on your own, with your own strength and willpower, it will not be enough to get you through the next 21 days. But I want you to know that you have a creator God that is standing with you right now, and he is going to supply you with everything you need in the days to come. He will be your source. He will be your strength. He will show up and carry you in ways that maybe you never thought. Listen, we can't do this, but he can. In fact, in John chapter 15, verse 5, do you remember the words of Jesus? He said this, apart from me, you can do what? Or as we say here in the hill country, nada. You can't do it. But I'm also reminded that if you fast forward further on into the New Testament, into the book of Philippians chapter 4, it says, I can do everything through Christ, not through working harder, through my own strength and ability, my own intellect. No, I can do everything through Christ who gives me what? He gives me strength. Isn't that great to know that we can't do this on our own, but yet we can do this through a great God in heaven that will provide the power for us to do so. Now, let me just stop the bus real quick. Forget fasting for just a few moments. Those are just good things for you to remember with life, aren't they? Because how many of us try to manufacture and, and, and make things happen in life on our own strength and ability, right? Now, I'm not saying that we just need to sit back in our lazy boy and just say, hey, I'm just going to sit here and let God do it. No, there needs to be some initiative on our part. But let's just be honest. For so many of us, we go through life and we try to do it on our own and we forget that we've got a God in heaven that can supply all of our needs. Do you, do you believe that? And so now let's get back on the bus of this thing called fasting. Over the next 21 days, you're going to need him to do this through you. You're going to have to allow God some time in your life. You're going to have to create some space. You need to make some room so that he can step in and operate. You're going to need to listen to him, maybe in a way you've never listened before, as he begins to download and instruct you along the way. And believe me, God wants you to hear his voice. And he's going to speak to you as you make room. In fact, I love this statement that Jesus made in John chapter 10, beginning in verse 27. He says this, my sheep listen to my voice. Do you know who the sheep are? It's people that have said yes to Jesus Christ and belong to his family. If you're a Christ follower, if you're a Christian, you are called, you're one of his sheep, okay? Jesus says, my sheep listen to my voice. I know them Oh, and what do sheep do? They follow me. I give them eternal life and they will never perish. No one can snatch them away from me. That is how he created us. He speaks to us and we are able to hear him speaking when we slow down, we create some space, when we make some room. Let me ask you a question. Do you not want to hear the voice of your creator? Yes. 
I mean, is there anyone in here that say, you know what? I, man, I, I don't ever care to hear from the one who knows my every thought. Or the one who's got my steps ordained out throughout my life for me. The, the, the one who, who, who I'm not able, I might be able to hide things from other people or pull the wool over other human beings' eyes, but not this God that knows my every thought. No, listen, d- don't you want to know Jesus more deeply? Do, do you not <clears throat> want to know the direction and the desires that he has for your life? I do. I, I want to know those things. And I'm reminded that every assignment, every call of God, every direction from him, it starts somewhere. Listen, God has specific assignments for your life. But how do you discover what those assignments are? I mean, how can you hear the voice of God? How will you know what his will is for your life? How do you begin to understand what God's plans are for you? Maybe things like, who should I marry? Should I take this job? Or, hey, God, what should I do right now in this financial situation that we're facing? God, who, who, what, what should I do with this relationship issue? Listen, what, what direction should I take? God, what's, the, what's the, maybe the mission calling you have on my life? I mean, listen, he wants you to know those things. And it comes as you create space, as you make room for him, he's going to speak to you. And reveal incredible things to you. I, I love what the Apostle Paul wrote in Romans because I believe the answer for us in, in, in really positioning ourselves and in, in, in creating space and in, in, in making room for God. He, he says in Romans chapter 12, he says, brothers and sisters, I, I, I plead with you to, to give your bodies to God because of all that he's done for you. And let them be, I love this, a living and holy sacrifice, the kind that he will find acceptable. That's truly the way to worship him. Now, last Sunday, we looked at Matthew chapter 6, and, and, and I shared that there were three things that Jesus says when you. He, he discussed, discussed three Christian duties that, 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 that he just assumed that we as his sheep, as his followers, would be doing in Matthew chapter 6. He said, when you give... He said, when you pray, and he said, when you fast. You see, Jesus was just assuming that those three things would be a normal part of our everyday life. When you pray, do you pray? And I'm not talking about just over in mealtime or, or the, 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 the token prayer when you lay down to sleep at night. But do you really communicate with God throughout the day? Hey, do you give? I'm talking about do you give your cha-ching? Do you give your finances? Do you bring it to the house first, the first ten? And then do you look for other ways that God is at work around the world and maybe even chip in, in, in some of those initiatives as well? Do you give? Do you give your time? Will you serve Easter weekend? Or will you say, not gonna do it? It's all about me. Or will you create some space and serve and create an environment for you see what I'm saying? When you give, that's giving of yourself. When you fast, will you fast? You see, that's how you present your body to God as a living sacrifice. And this thing called fasting, I believe, keeps us sensitive to his spirit. And as we place ourselves in a position to be sensitive to the spirit of God, he will download everything you need, enabling you to live the holy life that he's called you to live. Are you with me? Are we okay so far? 
Okay, because I'm about to drop the boom. Yeah. So today we're going to talk about fasting. And I want to describe to you some fast. Now, I just got to be honest with you. In, 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 in years in the past in which we talk about fasting, I've, I've been easy on you. Because I've said, you know, church, what if we all just embarked upon a technology fast? Or what if we just laid aside some entertainment? What if we just slowed down the rat race and cut back some of our activities that we're participating in? Nothing wrong with that. I do believe that some of us probably need to cut back on some technology consumption, right? How many of you are tethered to technology? You liars. Every one of you are, okay? Now, I want to raise my hand. Yeah, you don't, don't lie in church, right? How many of you are overscheduled and there's a lot of activities in your life as well, right? And so in years past, I've talked about, hey, let's cut back in, in time on a tablet or on the computer or on your smartphone. Or, hey, let's, let's, let's unplug cable, you know, and let's just sit around and be bored as a family, right? And for some of you, when you do those things, you're like, what do we do now? Uh, talk? You know, do you know you have kids? You know? Or, or so, you know what I'm saying? So, and there's nothing wrong with you cutting back in some of those areas of life. You can definitely create some space. You can make some room for God by cutting back on all those areas. But today, I'm talking about food. And we're going to look and see what the types of fasts that the Bible laid out. They didn't have smartphone problems back then. You know, there wasn't a lot of entertainment, you know, except chariot races, I guess, or dudes getting eaten by lions, whatever they did for entertainment. I don't know back then. But, 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 but today specifically, we're going to look at in, the, in, in Scripture, and, and, and what you find is there are three types of fasts found in Scripture. The absolute fast, the normal fast, and the partial fast. Now, let me unpack these for you real quick. During an absolute fast, you take nothing in. No water, no food. And we have a few examples in Scripture of those who participated in, in, in an absolute fast. And it, it, never, or it normally was never more than, than three days. You find that Ezra participated in an, in an absolute fast one night while mourning the faithlessness of his people. We know that Queen Esther did it for three days as, as, as the future of, of her people were, were being threatened. We, we know that Saul of Tarsus, we, we know that when he arrived in Damascus after he was dazed and blinded by his encounter with, with God, we know that when he arrived in Damascus, he ate and drank nothing for three days. We know that Moses in the Old Testament spent 40 days in an absolute fast with God while receiving the Ten Commandments. So throughout Scripture, this type of fasting, the absolute fast, it, it, it was participated in, but you need to know something. It was reserved for spiritual emergencies. And depending on your health, can I just give you some encouragement here? This fast should only be attempted with medical consultation and supervision. Okay? Did you hear that? <clears throat> it can be done. Somebody asked me a while ago after the first service, man, I wonder about Lazarus fasted four days too. He was dead. <laughs> wonder how he felt when he woke up, you know? That's an absolute fast if you want to look at it. I could add a Lazarus there. Well, there's a second type of fast you find in Scripture called the normal fast. 
And in a normal fast, you, you typically go without food of any kind for a certain number of days. You do indeed drink water and you drink plenty of it. It is your best friend. You need it. But depending upon the length of this normal fast, however many days you choose, you, you, you might also choose to supplement that water with maybe some juice or with some sort of clear broth in order to help maintain your strength. And then there's a third fast, which is probably the most common that people participate in in the days in which we live, and it's called the partial fast. Now, a partial fast can be interpreted many ways. The way it cannot be interpreted, 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 yeah. Words are hard. Words are hard. The way that it cannot be interpreted is from roughly 11 p.m. to 6 a.m. That's called sleeping, okay? That's not what we're talking about here during a partial fast, all right? But a partial fast usually involves giving up particular food and drink for an extended period of time. I've talked to someone said, I'm giving up chocolate. Talked to somebody said, I'm giving up coffee, okay? The emphasis here is, is, is on a restriction of a diet rather than complete abstention of a diet, okay? Maybe you're just giving something up. And the most commonly used example of a, of a partial fast that we're familiar with today is something known as the Daniel fast, right? Pastor Rick Warren wrote a book a few years ago called The Daniel Plan, and many of you maybe have read that. I would encourage you to pick that up. It's a great resource because it, it gives you foods to eat. It gives you meal planning options. I mean, it's absolutely incredible. But it's taken from the book of Daniel. In the beginning of his captivity in Babylon, Daniel and, and three of his other teenage friends, we probably know them now as... Hey, don't be embarrassed. Come on, with, with passion. Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego. Listen, we, the, the, these three decided for 10 days we're going to refuse to eat the choice meats and sweets from the king's table. Now, I don't know about you, but if I were to receive an invitation to eat with the president or if I were to get an invitation to, to the, the royal wedding that's soon to come up, and, 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 and listen, if, if they were to throw out what they eat in front of me, it would be very, very difficult for me. You can tell. Just look at me. You could tell, right? It'd be hard for me to say no to that. But what we find is Daniel and these three Hebrew teenage boys for 10 days, they, they did not eat from the king's table. Instead, all they took on were vegetables and water. And at the end of 10 days, it was incredible because scripture says that when the king looked at them, they looked healthier than anyone else in the kingdom. We know that later on in Daniel chapter 10, Dan, as Daniel's grieving over the plight of Israel, Daniel begins another partial fast, taking in no sweets, no meat, no wine for three weeks. And during this time, he's focused on prayer. Now, remember what we've been saying all along. We're not just encouraging you to make room and say no to something in your refrigerator or your cupboard. But we make room and spending time in prayer and in the Word so that God can show up and do a great work in our lives. And if you read the story in Daniel chapter 10, you're going to see that at the end of his prayer, an angel of the Lord actually shows up and, and, and answers Daniel's prayer. This thing called the partial fast allows great many variations which have been tried 
by so many people and, and, and they reap so many blessings and benefits from it. Some people have chosen, like I said earlier, just to maybe live on, on, on one type of food or maybe eliminate one type of food from their diet. Some people choose to, hey, listen, I'm going to eliminate maybe a certain meal each day. We, I know that we have people on our team here at our, on, our, uh, on our staff that, that eliminate eating on a certain day of the week. Listen, but all of those things, whatever you choose, it's going to require discipline, but it's also going to require a great God to show up and help you in the midst of it, right? But all of these can be used as stepping stones as you go maybe towards a normal fast, especially for those of you that have never fasted before. Again, in Scripture, the duration of fasts can vary. There are significant numbers we find in the Bible, which include three days, seven days, 21 days, or 40 days. There are also references in Scriptures to half-day fast or even 24-hour fast. Bottom line is this. There's no real formula that I can give you for you to determine which type of fast and what the length of the fast should be depending on your circumstances. But listen, don't get bogged down in the details. I asked you last week to begin praying and seeking God as to what he's calling you to do. Somebody already asked me, hey, what's your plan? What are you going to do? Well, this is what we're going to do. But, but I want to encourage all of you, you're not doing this for, for me. You're doing it for your creator. And I want him to step into your life in all of this room that you're creating for him. And so you're going to have to determine what God is saying to you. And I'm telling you, whatever you do, you're going to be amazed at the difference that takes place in your life. Don't bite off more than you can handle. There's no need to be heroic or, or attempt a 40-day fast if you've never fasted before. Just, just start. But I believe that once you discover the benefits to it, listen, it's probably going to become a way of life for so many of you. But this Daniel fast of eliminating meats and breads and sweets, that just sounds horrible, doesn't it? I mean, I'm looking at a head of cauliflower for lunch today. That's so dreamy, isn't it? But listen, this, this Daniel fast might just be the best thing. In fact, I believe every one of us can handle a Daniel fast. Fruits, nuts, vegetables. I love what Pastor Rick Warren says in his book. I just encourage you to go buy it, but... What I'm about to tell you may keep you from having to buy it. He says this. He says, if it's made on a plant, eat it. If it's made in a plant, like a manufacturing plant, leave it. So if it's made on a plant, if it grows up out of the ground, eat it. But if it's made in a plant, leave it. That's pretty cool, isn't it? Okay, I thought it was awesome. but And, and, and I, he sold millions of books. So... Anyway, some of you are going to think that eliminating, you know, food from your diet is, is no big deal. Or maybe, hey, I'm just giving up chocolate. I'm just giving up coffee. I'm giving up, I've got some folks who said we're giving up wine. I said, great, can I have it? No, I just, I didn't say that. I, I didn't say that. It's loaded with sugar. It really is. Um, uh, and you might think, man, what I'm giving up is not a really big deal. Hey, can I just tell you something? If it means something to you, it'll mean something to God. Whatever you sacrifice, whatever you give up, if it means something to you, it'll mean something to God. Now, remember, we're not just making room just to say, I'm eliminating this from my diet. No, 
we're creating space to spend time in the word and in prayer. Are you with me there? Listen, without spending time in the word and in prayer, you're just on a new diet. But this thing called fasting, it's, it's, a, it's a continual prayer before God. And I'm telling you, there are going to be days in which you're going to feel heaven open up in a way you've never experienced before. You may know what I'm talking about. <clears throat> but I'm also going to tell you, there are going to be days that are a struggle. You're, 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 gonna, you're, you're not going to be happy. You're going to be hangry, right? And, 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 and you're not going to feel good. Your energy is going to be sapped, right? And, and, and your, your, your body is going to be eliminating some things, some toxins. You need to drink lots of water during this. But, but your body is going to be eliminating some things. You're going to experience some, some headaches as you get rid of these. Hey, you know you're a toxic mess, Right? And so your body's going to go through some stuff, and it's just going to feel odd. But I'm telling you, you can't do this, but God can. Are you with me today? Listen, I believe that as we set out on a journey to do this together, God's going to do something really special in our lives. And, 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 and as we fast and as we open ourselves up to him, we're, we're going to experience him in ways that we've never experienced him before. I believe collectively as we do this as a church that he's going to rock this church. I believe, and I've heard so many people say God's positioning, there's a stirring going on, there's something new in the, the atmosphere that's happening. I believe all of that as well. And I believe that as we press in and continue to pray collectively, as we press in and seek God through his word, I'm telling you, things are going to break loose. They are. Things are going to happen and I want to pursue him more. I want to go deeper with him. I know that there are great things that God wants to do in us. And, and through his word, he said, in fact, in, in, in 2 Chronicles 7, he says this, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and, and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sins and restore their land. Hey, can you just imagine with me that if Christ followers in America would really take a hold of this verse, can you imagine if we really humbled ourselves, fasted, and if we really began to pray, can you imagine what might happen you, God would heal our land. Revival would break out in our nation. Fasting, spending time in prayer and in the word. Listen, God wants to do great things. He wants to pour out some new things in your life. He wants to pour out, Scripture says, this new wine. He has that new wine for us, right? But for some of us, our wineskins need to change a little bit, don't they? Jesus says in Mark chapter 2, no one puts new wine into old wineskins for, for the wine would burst those wineskins. And the wine and the skins would both be lost. New wine calls for new wineskins. Listen, there's an anointing like you've never experienced before waiting for you. There are blessings and favor from God that he is ready to rain down and pour into you. There's new wine for you today. We need to prepare to receive it. And fasting is what prepares us for that new 
anointing. Fasting is what prepares us for that new anointing. God can't put new wine in old skins. And so if you want new wine, if you want new closeness, if you want a new intimacy with him, then it's time for a fast. It's time to shed the old skin for the new. Will you join me? Will you join me for the next 21 days in this incredible pursuit of God? Will you? God, we're hungry for more of you. Father, we are thirsty for more of you. And Holy Spirit, we want to give you precedence. We want to make you first in our lives. Lord, what we are talking about today, we are not capable of pulling off. But God, through your strength and through your power, we are more than able. Holy Spirit, come and have your way. We need him now more than ever before. You're going to need him now more than ever before in the days to come. He wants to do something awesome and incredible in us. Let's let him have room. I want to let you know that each and every day we're going to be sending out kind of some scripture for you to read. Maybe a direction that you can pray each and every day. We're going to send one out this afternoon. And then every morning we'll send a new one for you each day. So hit our Instagram feeds, our our Facebook pages, all of our social media handles. and, And you'll be able to get a new word from the Lord each morning. And what to pray and what to read. Amen. I can't wait to see what he's going to do in our lives. Our ministry team is going to come and join me down front today. And, 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 and I'm, I'm just asking if there's someone here today that's never experienced the Spirit of God, you've never given your life to Jesus Christ. I'm, I'm praying that today, for, forget the fasting thing right now. You just need to say yes to Jesus. You need to give him your life. Quit trying to live it on your own and just surrender your, your will to his and let him have authority and dominion over you he came to give you life and he came to give it to you abundantly amen maybe today we can help you find jesus maybe today we can pray with you over a need or situation that you're facing hey maybe today you say you know what i'm going to embark upon this 21 day fast and will you just pray with me and and maybe hold me accountable as as we move forward together but i'm expecting god to do great and awesome things. Whatever that is, our team stands ready today. You need to know that they've already fasted for 21 days already, getting ready for this moment. They're prepared. They're ready for an outpouring of the Spirit. So God, I pray that for all of us, that we would experience you in fresh and exciting, dynamic ways. There is favor, anointing, and blessing that you want to rain down like never before. We're ready for more of you, God. Have your way in us. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Thank you. You're dismissed.